Welcome to tonight's Saturday Night Special, episode 183. I'm Andrea Blinn, and I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasures to live out your calling. Having the ability to focus on your path to healing is key. And one way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this amazing podcast with my friend, Scott Mader, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. Really having faith, I believe, is what brings us closer to healing because If we don't have faith that we can get better or that there is a God that's good and can use this experience for good, we really stay locked in that suffering. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In tonight's Saturday Night Special, I interview Andrea Blint. I ask Andrea to share with you why she works to help others heal in her program, Growing Miracles. I also ask Andrea about how faith is an important component of healing, and Andrea also talks with you about our struggle to find our own self-worth and how that ties into our healing journeys. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books, but if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. And instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Andrea Blent is a registered nurse, holistic health practitioner, international best-selling author, life and mindset coach. She uses her personal healing journey to bring wisdom and hope to her patients. She understands that each person is unique, much like the root cause of the obstacles they encounter. After successfully navigating her own healing journey, Andrea inspires others to reclaim their power, advocate for what is in their best interest, and learn the tools needed to be able to make decisions for themselves that are in alignment with their beliefs. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here today. So we talked a little bit in the intro, but would you talk a little bit more about your journey And what brought you to focus on the healing work you do in Growing Miracles? And what brought you to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you first for opening with that question. 
I lived a pretty challenging childhood where I experienced a lot of childhood abuse and that trickled into my young adult life. They continued to grow in my young adult life. I experienced many medical challenges. I had multiple autoimmune disorders, a lot of just emotional pain that was showing up physically in my body. I got married. I experienced infertility and ended up having to go down the route of fertility treatments with IVF. I became pregnant and I delivered my first set of twins who died unexpectedly five days after I had them. And when that happened, my entire world shifted. I went from already pretty sad to even more discouraged and in despair. I felt very alone. And I didn't want anyone else in the world to feel alone. So I decided once I found a way to support myself, I would make it my mission to make sure that anyone suffering has someone to reach out to because none of us are immune to challenges or struggles in life. But when we're able to see someone else who has also struggled and overcome that challenge, we're better able to believe it for ourselves. And so that's what I love to offer the clients that have the opportunity to work with and the ears that get to hear my story. So when you talk about the work that you're doing, what do you do with who comes to you for help? What are they looking for? And kind of what is some of the work that you do with them? Yeah. So I wear many hats <laughs> and I will say that I branched out on my practice because I experienced so many different healing modalities in my own life. I don't believe one modality is the right answer. Uh, it definitely wasn't for me. And so as I started learning these new health resources, new skills, I just continued adding them to my repertoire. And so that's exactly what I do with any client that I see. I listen to them and their story. I have people who come to me for nursing help. Maybe they are on a lot of medications and they wish to really pull back on some of them, or they're just not receiving the results that they would like to have, they will come to me. And I really work very holistically to try to find the least amount of supplements someone can take and diet mindset, how I can best support their body. So that's my nursing hat. I also am a hypnotherapist, life coach, and mindset coach. And so I do a lot of work with limiting beliefs, really non-judgmentally sitting with people in their current challenge and allowing them to talk and share and be completely seen where they are as they sift through the pieces and decide what's best for them in their life. And I provide resources and encouragement. I love doing that. I utilize a lot of homeopathy and Chinese medicine in my practice. So it's just a lot of really good stuff that I have. And I can't say I have the same group of patients ever. I deal with fertility a lot, but I also, it seems to come in waves. I have an influx of younger kids currently that have a lot of stomach issues that aren't able to be resolved. And it's like you help one kid and then they refer you to another mom whose child has a similar sure. condition and it just trickles that way. So I'm always excited to see what comes and see how I can support them. So as you went through this journey and got to where you are today, how did your faith journey all that? 
that, that health journey that you had? Yes, that's a great question. My faith journey changed a lot. And if I'm completely honest, when I grew up, I was raised in a house where I believed God was very angry, punishing God. And so my internal belief was that I must be really bad because God's leaving me in this house where I'm being abused. So he must not love me because he's letting this happen to me. And so I thought, well, if I work harder, if I try to behave more, if I serve differently, maybe then he'll love me and he'll protect me. But that was a completely wrong image of the God that I had at the time. I just didn't know any different. So as I continued to grow, I believed, okay, maybe I don't have to do all these things. And maybe he is a nice God. Okay. I'm just going to keep working. So I stay in his good graces. And then my twins died. And when that happened, I initially felt very connected to God because I felt like I could relate to him when he loses his children, when he lost his son. And then I got very angry because I thought, wow, you did that. You sent your son for me because you loved me so much. Why do my kids have to go too? Why are they being sacrificed? And so I was very angry. I became bitter, resentful. I completely walked away from God in my relationship with him. It was a very immature punishment. I thought, if you're going to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. And I'm not going to talk to you anymore. So for about two years, I didn't even communicate with him. Of course, he still lived in my brain and in my body. And I stayed true to my values and my morals. I lived a life that I believed would make God proud in my relationship with him, even though I didn't have one at the time, but that was in my core. And so I think that really supported me into getting back into a relationship with God. I started writing down wishes because I wasn't going to pray. So that was my bridge (laughs) back to prayer. I would write down wishes for people. And I would give a lot of gratitude in those wishes. And as I saw those wishes of healing, of transformation occurring in my life and other people's lives, it was like my ember started getting bigger. And I just said, okay, God, I don't understand what is happening here. I still don't agree with my twins dying. I don't like that I had a really terrible childhood, but I'm open to communicating with you and to seeing where this relationship can go. And from there, it was, again, a very bumpy journey. But I think it was also so beautiful because I could share my true heart, how I felt, my disappointments, my discouragements, without worrying that he wasn't going to love me, that he might leave me. I'd already left him, and he was still there. And so in that, I truly got to know him and his character and learn what his promises are. And I don't have the answers for the suffering or the pain still to this day, but I have a peace within me that I never imagined possible. And I see so much goodness and so much gratitude. I can truly see how he has taken my suffering and used it to create new life, and beauty and love that would not have otherwise been there. And I'm just humbled by that. So marrying those two questions, you work with a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of 
of health struggles and difficult challenges. How do you see faith and God and those sorts of things fitting into the healing journey, at least with those folks that you work with? Yeah, really having faith, I believe, is what brings us closer to healing. Because if we don't have faith that we can get better or that there is a God that's good and can use this experience for good, we really stay locked in that suffering. And we are only able to see what we don't have and what we're not achieving. But when we can focus on the truth that God is good and that his plan is different than ours and find that peace in it, that it it might not look this way. You might have to go around this corner and down that street to get to where you want to go. But I promise you, I'm with you and that I am here for you and that I will use this journey and bring light and love to it. Then we're more aware of all of the miracles on that journey. We create new relationships with people. We can find providers that meet us where we are and support us how we need to be supported. We connect with people who might also be on a journey struggling and our community expands. So I think knowing that it just helps expand healing so much more and allows that peace in healing. Again, when we talk about faith in God here, just this doesn't necessarily mean that's the same experience or the same journey or looks the same for every person either. Right. Absolutely. I don't think it looks the same for anyone to tell you the honest truth. Just like health symptoms, no two people are going to have the same symptoms for anything. And it's the same with healing and with relationships with God, with spiritual relationships friendships, all of that is unique. And there's no right or wrong way to do something. It's just allowing that ease of believing in good and in the potential of goodness and healing and allowing yourself to to ebb and flow on the journey without needing to control exactly how it looks. (laughs) Yeah. That's always been the hard part I have with my relationship with God. It's if you just let me control it all, I yeah, feel better. Because I know what's best. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Uh, I, I, just, I had someone tell me the other day that you know, the world would be so much better if everyone would just do what I said. I like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think we all agree with you on that one. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. So let's. You mentioned one of the areas you work with is limiting beliefs and mindset and those sorts of things. And we've, and yet it also comes into that health and healing. And I would actually say that those in some ways are the same thing too. Health and healing, internal, external, there is a body-mind connection. Our, our limiting, if our mind is not healthy, our body is not healthy and vice versa yeah. to some extent, or at least you have to work at making those. So how do you see that struggle that most people go through or that many people go through with internal beliefs and the journey that you went on and how that kind of programmed in some of those beliefs around self-worth and gratitude and those sorts of, how does that all body, mind, health, healing, how do you see that all interacting? The ball of wax. (laughs) Yes. So my take 
on limiting beliefs and believing that we're worthy is that they keep you stuck in suffering and they distract you from true healing. Because if you don't believe you're worthy and your life experiences might have affirmed that belief again and again to you, then your body won't move towards healing because it doesn't believe it's worthy of healing or of that miracle of blessing. And so when we're able to challenge those beliefs, our entire outlook can change. And as that outlook changes, instead of focusing on bitterness, that our body is not working how we want it to work, or it's not moving quick enough, we're more able to acknowledge it and to give that self-love and compassion for all of the amazing things it does do daily. And a little side story, if it's okay for me to share, I had a growth in my bladder from some of my medical challenges when I was younger, and I had surgery on my bladder. And when I had surgery, I ended up having to leave with a catheter that they said might end up being a permanent part of my life. And so I have kids and imagine me running around with kids and there's basically a straw that's inserted inside of my bladder and a bag connected to my leg that connects, collects my pee all day. And that's scary because it can get snagged on things and it's just, it's a challenging place to live. And so now years later, the catheter is not here. I live free. And every time I walk into the bathroom to go pee and empty my bladder, I think I am so grateful that one, my bladder has the ability to collect pee and also that I can go to the bathroom and release it anytime I feel the need. And I just give that gratitude for what's working for me instead of staying in that, oh, I hated that time that I had that. I hope that never happens again. I really focus on that. It's the framing of it as opposed to what happened. Yes. Framing and reframing, I know, is a technique. But what are some of the techniques that you work with people to help them identify some of those root beliefs and reframe or refocus on the healing side as opposed to the suffering side? Yeah. So I use a lot of different modalities to uncover limiting beliefs for people that know and are aware of those limiting beliefs right off the bat. Journaling is really great. Journaling or just open communication and start start getting curious about those beliefs in a non-judgmental way. Notice what the beliefs are saying, how they make you feel, where the beliefs might have come from, and then really helping that person decide if that belief is supporting them in achieving their goals and living the life they want, or if it's preventing them from living that life and reaching that healing. And then once they know the answer, the next step is deciding what they'd rather believe, what's a more empowering belief, and what steps do we need to take to move towards that? If I have someone who doesn't know what the limiting beliefs are, they're just stuck in a cycle of suffering, then there's multiple options also. There's talk therapy. I also really love hypnotherapy, and I utilize rapid transformational therapy, which is a form of therapy that is exactly what it says. It's rapid and transformational. So it's a very gentle, I like to explain it as a meditative state. You just go into a relaxed state as I guide you through rest and you talk to me through it. And we talk 
without your subconscious being alert and combative and saying, oh no, don't share this. Don't bring this up because I don't want to make your cousin feel bad that maybe they told you your freckles were ugly and it's affecting you today. So instead it calms that voice and it allows them to uncover, wow, I don't like looking in the mirror because I see my freckles. And that was from when I was eight. And this person told me they didn't like them. And then we can just let that mind know that they're no longer eight. And do you like your freckles? Yeah, I do. Okay. Then does it matter what anyone else thinks about them? And in that you can really give, help them make sense of it and then give them the new positive beliefs that they want while they're in that receptive state. And then they also go home with a recording that they get to listen to for 21 days or longer to help really get those new neural pathways firing, really cement in those positive beliefs that they're implementing into their lives. And I do that for many things. I do it a lot for not feeling worthy. That's a biggie for so many people that prevents us from living the lives that we desire. I do a lot of it for healing in kids that are very sick, for pain management. It's just amazing. I recently did one last month for my son who was pretty ill and he was in the hospital when he came home. We just really wanted to build his body up. And so I did a hypnosis with him and made a recording that reminded his body how strong it was. And he loves cars. So I talked about cars driving through his body and scooping up all the germs and letting them flush out. And it's just a fun way of reminding your body to work because your body's brilliant. Yeah. A lot of, and I think it's interesting because you use that example of the thing your cousin told you when you were eight. And I think a lot of times we all have voices in our heads. What we don't realize sometimes is a lot of them aren't ours. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Their voices from the past or their voices from other people or their voices from what we watch on TV or, or culture. They're brought into us as opposed to ours, if that makes sense. Yes. And what's so sneaky about them is that they're in our voice now because they're in our head. It sounds just like us, but they're actually from our past. And so once we can become more aware of those voices and what they're saying, we can challenge them. And I like to prove them wrong. So I pretend I'm in a courtroom and whatever the, the belief is, I like to say, that's not true because this and this. And the more proof I can find, I just squash all of those fake beliefs. And then they eventually have no strength and they just fade away. So I I have a few questions that I like to ask all of my guests. But before I go there, is there anything else about the coaching, the work that you do or your book or anything that you'd like to share with the listener? Yeah, thank you for asking. I think the most important thing for me to share is that you're not alone. And that no diagnosis is too final, past too messy, or future too uncertain to fully live a life you love today. So one of the questions, you know, my my brand is inspired stewardship, and I run things through that lens of stewardship, and that's what we talk about a lot in different ways. And yet I've discovered over the years that that's one of those words that doesn't always mean the same thing to everybody. So I'm a firm believer in defining terminology and let's make sure we're actually saying the same thing. So when you hear the word stewardship, what does that word mean to you and how has it played out in your life? I see this so much in my life and in my world. So stewardship to me is really honoring 
what God is giving me and allowing his love and grace to be reflected through me and everything I do so that more people grow closer to him and get to know him. It's also sharing the gifts he's given me with the world. And one of those biggest things for me is with my kids, just knowing that as much as I love them, they're not mine. They, I might be physically in charge of guiding them and helping them grow into the humans God created them to be, but they're his and he loves them way more than I do. And so when I see that, I, it just really helps me refocus on the gift that I have right now and the opportunity I have to just mirror his love with them and with others. So this is my favorite question to ask every guest. If I invented this magic machine and I was able to pluck you from the chair where you are today and transport you into the future, maybe 150, 200 years into the future, and through the power of this machine, you were able to look back on your entire life and see all of the ripples, all of the relationships, all of the connections, all of the impacts that you've left behind. What impact do you hope you've left in the world? I pray that through my storytelling and stewardship, heaven would become more crowded (laughs) and that people everywhere would know how worthy, loved, and cherished they are. And that with God, all things are possible, not some things, but all things. So what's coming next for you on the roadmap as we kick off the year? and get things moving. What do you have plans? So Psalms 4610 reminds me that being still allows me to deepen my relationship and knowing of God. And so that's what I plan to do. I plan to allow myself to rest more, to truly honor myself and to soak up the time I have with my family, with friends and with the clients I serve while also getting to know God on a more intimate level through that stillness. You can follow Andrea Blent on Instagram as Andrea Blent, and that's going to be A-N-D-R-E-A-B-L-I-N-D-T. Or, of course, you can find out more about her work, everything that she does, the, the coaching and the other work that she does over on her website. AndreaBlatt.com. I'll have links to all of that over in the show notes as well. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? I just want you to know that I am here for you. I'm here to cheer you on and encourage you. You're not alone. I absolutely know that you are worthy. And there are so many people out there eager to help you live the life that you would love to. You can reach out to me or anyone else to start that journey today. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please do us a favor. 
go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.